Hey friends, welcome back to I Love My Shelf. This is episode six. To check out the others, visit my website at www.shanahannibal.com. It's also available on Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. I'm so happy that you continue to come back and support. Make sure to spread the word to your friends and get out and enjoy this beautiful day. You can listen to me while you're hanging out. To all my educator friends, we are back at it tomorrow. I pray that you have a great week. No problems. The kids are learning. Everybody's behaving in class. Fingers crossed, right? If you're con- if you're not connected with me on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, or Facebook, you are definitely missing out. Make sure to follow me at DivaAP85. We have a great time laughing on all of my platforms. I'd like to give a special shout out to my Twitter friends, Kathleen and Joan, JC Main, Arpin Dawes 2211, and Amanda Michael. You guys are the best. I appreciate your support. The latest question we discussed on Twitter was, do you think you would be friends with your social media peeps in real life? So far, everyone is saying yes. What say you? Oh, guys, guess what? I have a new short story out on Amazon. And if you have Amazon Prime, it's free through Kindle Unlimited. It's called Spicy Honey. It's a love story between a Philadelphia girl and an Amish guy. It's very, very good. You should check it out. Um, Also, remember, what he took is available on Amazon, Walmart, and Barnes & Noble. Make sure you support indie authors That's one reason I started this podcast was to support my fellow indie authors. If you guys are interested in having your story featured on this podcast, make sure to visit my website, www.shanahannibal.com and fill out the form. I will bring you on. So excited to have you. Okay. So if you missed last week's episode, please go check it out. It's super spicy. Um, It's a little different than the one we have this week. This week, we toned it down. It's a Christian story. So I have author Chardonnay Avalar, and her story is called The Bird with the Broken Wing. It's the remarkable story of true deliverance through the transformative power of Jesus Christ. Are you guys ready? All right, here we go. This is chapter one. The enemy wants to disrupt your potential. My wings were broken, torn, cut, and severed. My dreams were dying. My life was a blur. I didn't know how I got to this place, but I knew I didn't want to remain there. In the middle of my metamorphosis, from the nest to the sky, something happened. Life happened. With its unpredictable twists and turns, I no longer wanted to fly. I no longer wanted to dream again. But then... The very hand of my creator, Lord and Father, took his mighty hand and began to do a work in my heart. He sent me his love through my spiritual mother, who saw past the hurt, pain, pride, and affliction, and recognized an insecure young girl at heart who is hurt and ready to give up. It was then that love began to lift me. 
Through the purging, pruning, and plucking of my healing process, this bird began to dream again. My wings were no longer broken. They were put back together, not by glue, but by love. Love healed my wings. They were no longer torn or severed. They're healed and ready to fly. I, Chardonnay, was the bird with the broken wing. I had the ability, capacity, and even the authority to fly. But somewhere down the line, my wing became clipped. Are you the bird with the broken wing or wings today? Do you know that deep down on the inside of you, there is something great, but you can't place your finger on it? Do you consider yourself to be different than other people? Is it just something about you that's peculiar and you've been this way your entire life? Something happened. Something happened along the lines and it snipped, cut, torn, or severed your wings. Is that you today? If so, I wrote this book for you. It is my hope and prayer that my transparent story towards self-discovery will propel you to dream again and to rise above every challenge that has been assigned to dismantle your purpose. What does it mean to have a broken wing? It means that something has happened to you to hinder your ability to fly. We're human beings, and I'm aware that we are not physically birds, but I'm referring to your ability to soar in your purpose. According to Merriam-Webster Online Dictionary, the word broken has multiple definitions. Does any of these definitions sound like you? It is violently separated into parts, shattered, damaged or altered by or as if by breaking, made weak or infirm, cut off, disconnected, not complete or full. The definition of a wing is one of the movable feather or membranous paired appendages by means of which a bird, bat, or insect can fly. You are called to soar in this life, but has something, someone, or some circumstance interrupted your ability to fly and handicapped you from reaching your greatest potential? What is your handicap? I was afraid to fly. I was prideful and shy. I was afraid of succeeding. I was afraid to be creative. I was afraid to think outside the box. I was afraid to try new things. I always compared my life to others. I always wanted what others had. I was confused. I was lost. I was broken. I was unstable. I was hurt. I was wounded. I was bitter. I was cold hearted. What's on the inside of you is so great that the enemy would do any and everything in his power to hinder, prevent, and ultimately stop you from walking in your authentic identity. The enemy wants to interrupt the progress of potential so that you will never walk into the divine timing of God. He benefits off spiritual blindness, lack of intimacy with God, and feeds off of fear. It is when you are authentic and real to yourself that God can begin to do a work in you. For example, if you brought a bed from Ikea, the bed would come with a set of instructions on how to build the bed. The instructions manual was created by the designer to teach you how to properly construct the bed so that you could successfully have the bed of your dreams. During any point of the assembling process, you refer to the instruction manual to guide you through each step. It's the same with God. You have so many questions regarding who you are, 
But is the design going back to the designer to learn how to function? Why would you consult a bed manual from Target for a bed you brought from Ikea? Why are you asking people about your purpose and they have no spiritual revelation of who you are? Ooh, that's deep, girl. The plan that God has for you is so big, so great, and so grand that it's going to take God-given advisors, mentors, and leaders properly training and equipping you for your assignment. But, and there is a but, the enemy got wind of who you were before you got a spiritual revelation of who you are in God. Because the enemy got wind of this revelation, he wants to knock you completely off course to make sure that you never reach your full potential. If you don't reach your full potential, God will now have to raise up someone in your place to help the population of people that God originally intended for you to help. Not only that, you will still have to give an account to God for what you have done on this earth and what you haven't done. You won't be able to skate by with God I didn't know on Judgment Day. Did you ever try to find out? Did you ever seek God, period? Or are you just so busy in your world or rebellion that it hasn't crossed your mind? I'm here as God's ordained messenger to inform you today that you are reading this book for a reason. God is trying to get your attention for a purpose that is bigger than you. Stop looking at all your imperfections and flaws and hindrances and use them as a reminder of how much you need a savior. If you were perfect, you wouldn't need Jesus. God purposefully created you with flaws and imperfections because it would cause you to have to rely on a power that is greater than you. When you get to that low, humble place of humility and realize that all of us are like the dust of the earth and to the dust we shall return, it will blow your mind. With your flaws and all, past mistakes, the times you've cursed God, rebellion, pride, and so forth, he still wants you because you called for such a time as this. I wasn't purposefully lying to myself, but I also wasn't fully aware of the entire truth concerning me. And because I lacked an intimacy with God, rarely read the word of God and lived in sin, I always came into agreement with the enemy, partnered with him for my destruction and repelled spiritual truth because I adopted the enemy's lies as my identity. I always thought that I was a good person and I measured my goodness based upon the good deeds and work that I was doing. I was deceiving myself because I wasn't genuinely dealing with the internal issues that I had going on. I kept skating past life thinking that my good deeds were enough to please God. Don't get me wrong, God does love when we selflessly care for other people and help those in need, but good deeds and work don't secure your salvation. And if done with the wrong motives, it's not counted in the master's record book. God always looks at the heart and is more concerned about him receiving the glory than us receiving the glory. Everything concerning your life is orchestrated in God's divine plan, and you are a part of that plan. From the color of your eyes to the strands of your hair to the date of your birth, God designed you with greatness in mind. You are not a mistake, and your past mistakes or what has happened to you should not become your identity. Did you know that you could get to a place where you are so broken and wounded that you began to make the pain bigger than God? You can make your pain a God 
because it can now take the place of God in your life. I'm very familiar with pain, specifically internal pain. I'd like to bottle a lot of things and never really had healthy outlets that would allow me the transparency to pour out my heart. I'm 30 years old and grew up in the church, but was never intimate with God until about five years ago. I didn't think that God would talk to anyone like me. I believe that God only spoke to pastors. As funny as that sounds, it's the truth. I didn't realize that God was so intimate with his creation, and I didn't have a clue that I had a purpose. My mother kept me in church, and it helped lay a godly foundation, but I eventually strayed away from God. I carried a lot of baggage and internal garbage because of the absence of my father and the bitterness of my soul. Why me? Why my family? Why can't I live in a big, beautiful house like my friend Susie down the street? Why so much struggle? Why so much pain? I was very sensitive and fragile. The littlest thing hurt my feelings, and sometimes I would be easily offended. I truly believe that a father is supposed to be the first love in a daughter's life, because if he is not, the daughter will most likely try to find something to fill that void. The void will be filled with wrong purposes, toxic relationships with men or women, toxic friendships, sex, drugs, gluttony, partying, and much more. Not only that, I had issues forming an intimate relationship with God at first because I would like to compare my relationship with God to my relationship with my earthly father. For how could I trust a God who I can't see and he calls me his daughter and I didn't even trust a father I could see? It didn't make any sense to me. I suffered from rejection, abandonment, unworthiness, low self-esteem, self-hate, mental and emotional stagnation, doubt, lack of faith, pride, disobedience, rebellion, comparison, jealousy, envy, and most sins of the flesh. There were periods of my life where my family and I would live in places for some time, and there were other times where we were constantly moving. There were two periods of my life that hit me the hardest. Now that I'm older and look back, I realize that it could have been worse, but as a young girl, that didn't dawn on me. I had a lot of instability in my life. On two separate occasions, my family of four plus lived crammed together in a one-bedroom apartment. I truly don't even know how we did it. I remember moving in with my grandmother before she passed and having to take care of her. My grandmother lived in a one-bedroom apartment. My bed was a plastic couch. My mother and siblings would sleep on a mattress on the floor, and my grandmother would sleep in the bed. There wasn't any privacy. I didn't have any dressers, so my clothes were in plastic bags in the closet. The second time I remember living in a one-bedroom apartment was about six years ago. This apartment was a little bigger. There were two beds in the room, and my mother and I shared one. My siblings were on the other bed, and a few family members slept in the living room floor. Again, very unstable. Eventually, this unstable environment led me to be unstable in my mind and emotions. I was trying my best to function as a normal person despite the dysfunction in my house. I was still going to school, working, and doing the best that I believe I could do to survive. Only my close family and some friends really knew my living circumstances. But when I was younger, I was very embarrassed and often tried to hide it. But God didn't call us to survive. He called us to thrive and to soar. As you journey through my story, ask God why you are reading this book. 
Ask the Holy Spirit to illuminate areas that you need to read and understand. Yes, I was the bird with a broken wing, but now I'm the bird who is soaring. If you want to know how I did it, read on. I hope you guys enjoyed that story. It was very heartfelt. Um, it, it inspired me too to make some changes and to reassess some things I'm doing in my life. Um, if you have any questions, comments, feel free to email me at srhannip at gmail.com. That's S-R-H-A-N-N-I-B at gmail.com. I love your questions, comments, feedback, anything you want to share. Um, and if you want it shared on the podcast, make sure you indicate that in your message. I look forward to speaking with you guys next week. Make sure you check out um, our other episodes. Come back to visit I Love My Shelf. Ta-ta for now. Hey guys, this is the lovely Shana Hannibal on I Love My Shelf. And I just want to remind you, I have a book out. It's called What He Took, about this woman who has to overcome obstacles to get her family back. Make sure you check it out. Um, I've heard some good reviews. Thank you guys. I appreciate it. And I'm still working on the next novel. It should be out in a few months. Make sure you check it out.